welcome to another Save Station Reacts, where this time we're talking about the most recent PS5 showcase. How are you doing, Connor? I'm doing well. Showcase just ended about an hour ago, I would say, almost. Yeah, 45 minutes or so. Uh, we're still processing a lot of information, so some of this stuff is wrong. Apologies. There's, like, news stories still happening at the time of this recording. And as always with these reaction streams, or streams, uh, recordings, they're a little raw. I won't be doing the editing work I normally do to them, just because we want to get them up immediately. So, like, if you just heard me, um, if, you, if I was way too loud there, I just turned myself down. So apologies about that. That's just normal for us. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, though, so we're going to go ahead and get started. I uh, I think we should probably start with some of the some of the, just the stuff about the console, and then we'll work our way through the games. So, obviously, biggest story, uh, PlayStation 5 launching on November 12th for $500 for the one with the disc tray and 400 for the one without. What's your take? I mean, I... I think that's good. You know, we saw the Xbox price not too long ago. The with the Series X being the same at a fi at five hundred, and the Series S being at three hundred, which is lower than the digital only PS Five. But that one, the Series S also does not have a disc drive and is lower quality. I think they said it's not going to output output four K and. All of that. So being 400, I think, is probably good for the digital version. As someone that absolutely despises uh, digital-only consoles, uh, it does not matter to me. <laughs> so 500 for either Xbox or PS5, I think that's a good call there. Yeah, and it is, if you think about it, it's incredibly competitive because the discless version of the PS5 is not less powerful like the Xbox Series X. So if you think yeah, about it, they the are actually the undercutting... PS5. Yeah, they're undercutting Microsoft by $100, which is pretty smart. Uh, I'm kind of blown away by that. Most people were predicting that, but I was... it In my head, it's like, it's a disk drive. They're losing so much money on that, right? Because that's like... That cannot be a $100 difference. I don't know. That seems kind a of disk wild drive? to me. I was looking it up, and if it is a 4K disk player, um, you know, if it plays 4K Blu-rays, which I sure hope so, that would be really great. Um it does. Up with their... I'm looking at this story on the PlayStation blog. Ultra oh, HD cool. Blu-ray disc drive. Nice. So they're keeping up their streak of the PS2 era of playing the new format. Um, 4K disc drives uh, for commercial, just like building into a PC, is around $100. So I think, you know, a little lower if you're going to do specialized or not, um, you know, user optimized or whatever it's going to be you know a part of the machine i think that's going to undercut a little bit so the profit is not out of this world but a hundred bucks does seem probably fair for that okay okay no that's good context um yeah i had that reaction too i'm like there's no way a disc drive is a hundred dollars but with the 4k player and you know play running the discs and all that i think that is probably reasonable Okay. Well, my reaction too was the opposite. You know, I wasn't like, "Oh, they're ripping us off, charging a hundred more dollars for it." It was more like because all the reports we've heard is that the PS5 they're actually taking a big loss on it because of component shortages because of COVID. So I'm actually I'm actually surprised they were going that low with it. But um, it's it's interesting. I think it's a good price. Hopefully, I can get one. 
because yeah, uh, that is the... they were really wary after their price problems with the PS3, especially because they did that where they overcharged for it because they were going to be losing money. I think they ended up still losing money on the original printing, but it was just too expensive and they lost a lot of customers to that. So they're they're kind of wary about overcharging and um, I think taking a loss right now is going to be better in the long run for, you know, just brand management. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so this is kind of one of the baffling things. There's no pre-order date. They just said tomorrow and it seems like it's up to retailers, which is stressful. Uh, if you want one, so uh, be on the lookout. Go to Twitter, follow like Wario sixty four and stuff. I I don't know Wario sixty four Jeff Jeff Grubb, you know people like that. Um, to get that on time. Yeah, there was also reports floating around that I think Sony has denied that there was a short that they're cutting production by four million. Yeah, that was a couple days ago, and they seem to have denied that pretty heavily. I'm not sure because the whoever reported on that i think it was bloomberg usually pretty reliable i don't so I, i'm a little confused <laughs> on that one honestly um so just pay attention i guess yeah i still don't anticipate there to be like shortages akin to like the early Wii days or like really early switch days but it you know keep an eye out if you're really into that i definitely think they'll sell out for the year i don't know if that'll happen right away but i definitely think they will um because I think people just want one. Um, so a couple of other things out of this. We have our... our um, let me find them. We have our launch day games. And I'm getting this from the PlayStation blog. Uh, we've got Astral's Playroom, which is pre-installed. Uh, that looked like that cute 3D platformer. I wonder how substantial that game will be. But it's free, so cool. Demon Souls, which is the Blue Point remake, which looks incredible. Uh, we'll talk about that more in depth when we get to it. Destruction All Stars, which we didn't see here, but we saw in the last major showcase they did. Um, if of course Spider-Man Miles Morales, two editions of it. One of them is just that game. The one of them comes with the original Spider-Man, and then Sackboy: A Big Adventure, which is that 3D platformer, uh, which I also thought looks pretty cute. Now, the interesting thing here is not necessarily these games, because I think we expected most of these. It's the prices, and this is uh, where somebody like me, who's on a budget, raises an eyebrow. Looks like our standard price will now be $70 for games. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of to be expected. It's to be expected, but it sucks. Yeah, but also, I'm not a person to really go out and pre-order a lot of games on the PlayStation side. I think the last one I did on that was probably Doom Eternal or um, Death Stranding, somewhere around there. So, I don't know. I usually get them used, and I think it's going to end up balancing out on that front. That's true. I am the person who likes to play new games, so I'm like, oh, God. Um, to be fair, not all of these are that price. Sackboy's a little cheaper. Uh, Miles Morales, if you're not getting the Ultimate Edition, is a little bit cheaper. It's $59.99. No, it's $49.99. So 20 bucks cheaper. Um, so it, there's a little bit of variation here, but yeah, it seems like the standard price will now be 
70 bucks. This is also a problem if you're going to be going for the digital only because price drops on those don't happen nearly as often as physical releases. You can usually find used versions at things like GameStop or whatever and those will be cheaper, but that doesn't really happen in the digital front. So you are paying, you know, 100 bucks more up front in order to be doing that. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Yep. Um so those were the first party games launching. I believe Devil May Cry is also launching. So just a heads up on that. I don't see it on here, but I think that's a launch. Um, which we'll get to that. So let's let's get in and talk about the games. They opened this show with a banger. Something that I'm glad we didn't do a prediction episode because I would have made an idiot out of myself. Final Fantasy 16. It's yeah, real. Yeah, this completely shocked me. Yeah, I can't believe it. I cannot. I I thought for sure. Oh, we'll be waiting two to three years for the next Final Fantasy VII installment. There's no way they're gonna start. Um, like I, I was like, there's no way that's even in development. So I am like flabbergasted and pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because at the at the start of the trailer, I was like, okay, this is looking a lot like Final Fantasy XV, and I was wondering if it was gonna be like a fifteen two or a fifteen spinoff, which was interesting because i believe 15 started as a started life as a 13 spinoff so whatever but then as it started developing and they're talking more about the plot and the visuals was like this is not final fantasy 15 not at all and yeah it's final fantasy 16 which you know it looks like it's keeping the gameplay similar to how uh 15 and 7 remake were with that 3d action style it looks like it was leaning a little bit more on that sort of bouncier uh final fantasy 15 style and yep um i don't know what's your take on sort of the limited gameplay styled footage we saw i think it looks awesome i am so into it i love uh i i, I like a series that can bounce between aesthetics like i, I like call of duty which we'll talk about later Assassin's Creed, which do that as well, and I this one to me is like okay, we're not doing the cyberpunk thing like with Seven Remake, or I guess the original Seven, or the sort of weird modern fantasy thing with Fifteen. This looks way more straight up traditional like high fantasy, which I'm into. I loved the look. I think it's got some style, uh, and I loved the gameplay of Fifteen. This looked at least in the trailer, and granted, you know this is a heavily cut trailer, so we don't know for sure. But this looked like it'll be a little more direct controlly than Fifteen. Because 15 was pretty much automatic. You were just positioning yourself. If I remember correctly, it's been a minute. So, yeah, I played that li- this year. And it's very much like you could just hold the attack button and your character will automatically attack. But it's more about figuring out when's the right time to get in close or bounce away or command your party members to do things or all that kind of stuff. So this looks much more, you know, action-oriented uh, yeah, we I didn't hope really it's very combo focused. That's my we didn't see any thing party members. Yeah. So it looked more there like other... a bouncier Final Fantasy VII remake, honestly. Yeah, I'm curious. And I'm curious to see if this is just an action trailer and it will have that sort of pseudo turn-based thing. I, I hope not. I hope this is more, more an action game, uh, for my personal taste at least. But yeah, I, I think it looks rad. I think it's shocking that we're getting this this early. But cool. Square Enix has this, presumably Final Fantasy VII Part Two, and then that Project Athia, Athia game that they announced last time, that the Star Wars Rogue One writer is working on. 
So they've got stuff for next gen, and I'm curious about all of them. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about this one, especially. You know, it's a huge numbered sequel to Final Fantasy. Um, I am kind of missing because that's one of my favorite things about Final Fantasy is that weird sci-fi influence on some of them. But who knows? I'm very curious. I'd, I love the way the game looks, especially. So I'll be on board. Yeah, and the other big news with this, PlayStation console exclusive. Uh, that's a big deal for them. I... With an asterisk that says also on PC. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's why they use the word console in there. Anytime you see that, by the way, if it says console exclusive, it's also on PC. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo does that a lot with a timed console exclusive. It's like, okay, well, it's on PC as well then. <laughs> yes, this one I do want to say, though, did not say timed, which is... That, that's a big deal. That's a that's them shooting at Xbox, saying, "Here, we got a big third-party exclusive. You know, don't get an Xbox." <laughs> and it's Final Fantasy 16. Like that's huge. Yeah, and it's especially a big deal when Final Fantasy 7 was one of the biggest games of the year this year. I mean, so that Final is Fantasy a... 15 sold like crazy as well. So it did, but I think the conversation's different. Like I think 15, while popular, I, I think seven was a different level. And so I think coming off after that, this is this is a really big deal. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, and then we, from one banger to another, Spider-Man Miles Morales. We finally got gameplay. And it, okay, so it does just look like more Spider-Man, but I really liked Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man, I should say. So. I'm into Marvel's it. Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, the correct title. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we did get it. It looks like uh, it's going to take place in New York in the wintertime, specifically Christmas, which I it's a smart call because you'll, you'll get different visual vibes, uh, especially since this seems to be taking place in the same open world. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for more Spider-Man, personally. I'm a little concerned that this is still seemingly, like, this to me feels like what Halo ODST was to 3, where it was DLC that it got expanded into a full game. I I kind of want a big adventure. I don't know if I, like, my concern is we're going to get this and it's going to be like five hours long. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that. It just won't be, like, I'm expecting about half the playtime of the original, and the original, I believe, was around 30 hours that would be fine. I just don't want to get this and then be done with it in an evening and have it feel like it's kind of like a second-rate Spider-Man. I, I want a big AAA adventure, which from what they showed, it looks great. Um, they've got lots of puddles and stuff to show off their ray tracing, which, of course, we didn't really get to see in the stream. But I'm sure that'll look incredibly impressive when you see it live. Um, we saw a lot of combat stuff. Looks like you've now got, like, shock powers which I think makes sense for Miles Morales, given his stuff in the comics. I wonder if he'll also have an invisibility power. They showed that in the trailer. He did have an invisibility that he okay, used to cool. sneak away from an enemy at one point, um, which is very cool. I love the sort of combo thing that the electricity had they're showing off, where it just sort of suspended a bunch of enemies in the air, and then you could aerial combo between them. Uh, all of that, I mean, it does just look like more spider-man but spider-man was good and more of it is gonna be fun so i'm all on board with that yeah absolutely 
Um, also, shout out to the villain of this uh, game, which is the Tinkerer. Tinkerer, yes. I love a good masked villain. It just is great. I love that mask. It's, I don't know, I really like that. And then the whole gang has Nanomachine's son. <laughs> I got those vibes. Uh, and every, everybody's lit up in neon, so that that's going to look great in HDR. I'm, I'm very excited to see how that looks. Um... This next announcement is the um, is a huge bummer because it looks incredible, and I'm very upset about it. <laughs> um, yep. We have that that poor, poor Harry Potter game that's been rumored for fucking years at this point. And I'm going to warn the listeners, I'm probably going to talk about this for a minute because I love the shit out of Harry Potter. This looks like the game of my dreams. Like, if you had asked me, what do you want from a Harry Potter game? Like, this sort of action RPG-looking shit. Like, I I love this trailer. And fuck you, J.K. Rowling, for making me not want to touch it. Seriously. Yeah, that's like, the biggest concern there. And I know it's not got anything to do with this game, but Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it sucks. It sucks that this trailer looks so good in that I just... I My immediate reaction is, like, I can't fucking wait. I need this now. My immediate reaction is... God damn it, J.K. Rowling, you piece of human garbage. Yeah, that's that was like one of the first things in my... my the first thing in my notes was, oh, it's not a rumor anymore. And then the second thing was, oh, wait, no, J.K. Rowling's still a piece of shit. And then the third thing is, those are the most CG-looking creatures I've ever seen. <laughs> They're not trying to go for any sort of realism with those creature designs. I... Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I I feel so bummed about this. I feel bummed for the developers making it. There was a story a couple months ago um, about them and about how this, the morale of that studio was really low when um, J.K. Rowling's anti-trans comments first came out. And so I just, I really feel for them over there. I, I'm upset. I, I don't know what to do with this one. Yeah, I'm just bummed. Honestly, uh- for stuff like this where it's like, okay, I know a part portion of it is going to go to a really shitty person. It's like, oh, maybe just don't buy it or try it some other way. I'm not endorsing illegally downloading it, but, you know, just see if a friend has it or whatever and just that kind of stuff. But even still, it's like, mm, I, I don't know, it being on a console and a console that might not have a disk drive and... It's like, uh, yeah, that's the thing. My first reaction it. was like, maybe I'll get it used, but if I get, end up with a PS5 without a disc drive, that's not possible. I, it's fucking, it's a mess. Yeah, I'll be curious to see it, and I want to support the developers because it looks like they did put a lot of work into it, and you know they clearly had a passion for the the source material. But I don't know; it's just been sort of tainted this past five to ten years (laughs) yeah it sucks this is like that one famous person who came out as shitty that's really hippie personally so i just i want to vent (laughs) like i'm so bad about it whatever yeah i definitely feel that though um well moving on call of duty um i like call of duty games about this one some more too (laughs) i think this looks great it looks very they showed a very action-packed set piece it looks I tweeted it looks like Fast and Furious, Call of Duty Fast and Furious, um, which I like. I like it when Call of Duty gets silly and wacky and action-y. 
and the Black Ops series has done that a lot. I think it looks great. I know there were concerns over the last trailer that heavily featured uh, Reagan, I believe, or Nixon, one of those guys. <laughs> it was Reagan, I believe. Yeah, um, and people were concerned that it was going to paint him as a good guy, which to me, I'm like, well, most Call of Duty games end up having you switch sides halfway through, so maybe wait until the game comes out because I don't, I didn't get that vibe. But those are concerns, and I get it. I, you know, I, it looks very Call of Duty, and I like Call of Duty, so I'm, I'm interested. I will say, I the last Call of Duty game that launched with the console was Ghost, and that one was not so good. So I'm a bit wary, and I want to make sure. You know, I'll, I'll be paying attention to reviews for this one more than I would normally, personally. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm into it. Did it I do am, anything for you as not a Call of Duty person? I am not into it. <laughs> I am so, like, done with gritty military shooters at this point. Probably the 96 Call of Duties has worn me out, even though I don't play them. Um, But even still, I was like, okay, you know, maybe they're fine and... It'll be whatever. And then the gameplay started, and the HUD is the ugliest looking HUD I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's just quick, these boring. You would call fuck. this gritty? It's because this looked so actiony to me. Like this well, looks so zany. Like they're like chasing the like, airplane. Like it's Fast Six, and they're <laughs> like no. The set piece is fine. It's the HUD. The HUD just threw me because it's this boring as fuck, regular old MS. Uh, Microsoft Word pre-installed font, big blocky numbers for your HUD, and that's about it. It's like, okay, that doesn't look like you did anything for that. And then, I mean, there was like stock car sounds when the truck started, and I was like, okay, that's that could just be early, you know, development footage or whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm not actively against call of duty like edgy middle school me was but it just bored me and then like it only picked up when they pulled out an rc car and i was like all right cool whatever (laughs) that's that's neat i guess the black ops series is interesting i think you should give one a shot um yeah we'll probably get to call of duty games on the show at some point and maybe then i'll have a different opinion but right now it's like the Call of Duty series has done a lot to sort of glorify military situations in a weird way. And I know there are some moments where they play up like how bad this is, but it's very much, you know, like military porn. And that really rubs me the wrong way because I'm very anti-military. So I don't know. It just is weird. And I know that's mostly my personal tastes, but. And, and that's totally valid. Call of Duty is a weird series, though, because you can go to one that's like that, and then you can go to last year's Modern Warfare, which showcased a bunch of horrifying stuff, and I thought did it very well. So, like, it's a series that you can't necessarily nail down, which kind of makes it a little hard to criticize as a whole, um, especially because you have, at this point, I think four different developers making it <laughs> and trading off on each one. It's an, it's an interesting series. I'm looking at the trailer now, and honestly, I don't even... I don't see a HUD at all. You see in the bottom um, right with the numbers and the ammo count? And it just looks like the most boring thing ever? Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just... 
for me, the like gold standard of ugly ass HUDs was Doom Eternal, and that still didn't bug me that much. So I'm I'm not. I, I guess it just didn't register with me, which is fine. Um, it's just because that is it doesn't have any style to it. Like Doom Eternal didn't bother me because it's very stylized to whatever the game is about, and it's like really I thought they picked just the most numbers. clashing colors, and I'm like, <laughs> I get, it, it's fine. Um, okay, so um, oh, interesting with Call of Duty, if you're a PlayStation player. You can actually try the multiplayer out if you want on Friday, it sounds like. And it sounds like that'll PS4. be free. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I might check that out. Yeah, if you're uh, listening to this the day it comes out, you can preload it tomorrow, the 17th. Yeah. And cool. <laughs> uh, next was Resident Evil 8. Nothing. Village Resident Evil. Yeah. Whatever the title of that game is. <laughs> it's Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Um, still looks fantastic. I am super stoked. I'm glad that they're continuing with the first-person stuff from 7. I loved 7 personally, so an extension of that is really exciting to me. There wasn't really any extended gameplay in this trailer, and I haven't rewatched it, so I, I can't tell you about the story stuff or anything like that, but I from think it looks great. From the vibe I was picking up from the trailer, it looked very much like that sort of a centralized location that the early parts of Resident Evil 4 had, you know, with like the town and the infected villagers and all that. They're absolutely trying to invoke Resident Evil 4 with this game. Which is super like, cool, but it also has that sort of centralized story that 7 was trying to evoke, and the first person perspective also invokes that, and the art style especially, like, looks very 7. I think it's super cool that they're trying to branch this sort of uh, more horror style uh, Resident Evil 7 into the slightly more action-based Resident Evil 4 style. They're kind of trying to blend those, which is very interesting. Yeah. um... This is also coming from a perspective of someone who's never played a Resident Evil game. So, you know, (laughs) take what I say with whatever salt you got. You gotta fix that. Um, I do gotta fix that. I have Resident Evil 4 on the shelf. Well, Haven't yeah. played it. <laughs> I'm excited for the werewolves. I think that's gonna be fun. I also the, this, trailer this trailer looked very serious, and I'm excited to see how the game is not going to be serious, because Resident Evil games are frequently very silly. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to shout out this trailer for that animated segment in the middle with the like storybook thing that looked super cool and it was just really eye-catching that they did something like that with this gritty trailer around it yep um really cool style to it um it right uh, reminded me a lot of um both the storybook segment in i mean ironically the harry potter books with the three brothers oh with the, the last movie yeah yeah and the um art style of Paranorman, which I was very into. Oh, and then after that, we got another trailer for Deathloop. Still looks six hell. I don't know that there's too many new details in there. Uh, It had gotten delayed before this, so we knew that already. It's Q2 2021. Super excited for that one. I'm a Dishonored fan, so this this just looks like more of that. They showed this puzzle aspect to it of being able to influences influence certain characters motives so they showed some guy being like 
getting a scientific breakthrough and then not going to a party. And if you want him at the party to kill two birds with one stone, you're like, okay, I got to make sure he doesn't get this breakthrough so that he goes to the party. I thought that was really cool. And there's eight, eight of them total eight targets. So being able to influence each of them to try and get them into at least closer proximity to each other so that you can do it all in one loop is very interesting. And I love that puzzle aspect that a lot of like the assassination targets in the Dishonored games had um, where you're trying to influence like how they move or trying to get them alone. Uh, I, I loved that. And it's also, especially the art style is probably doing this for me, but it reminded me a lot of Sexy Brutale, which is a great game that you should check out. Um, also time looping and sort of puzzle oriented, but having that sort of that art style and then, influencing the character's motions to be able to get to them in time is is pretty cool i like that yeah it looks great um my one problem with it so far and maybe you know this but somehow they've put out like three or four trailers for this game and i am still unclear on whether you're playing two separate campaigns with the two separate characters or if it's a multiplayer game I don't know what that is and i yeah i still find have no that clue. baffling that that's still confusing and they should probably address that yeah, I have no clue whether it's a... Because if it's an alternate campaign that you could play either or, then how does the rival work when you're only trying to take care of the main person and the main character is, like, a very open thing? And if it is something, like, where you can log into someone else's campaign and sort of get in the way, that's pretty cool, but that needs to be more clear at this point. Yeah, I mean, it could be... Like, if it's... Like an alternate campaign, like imagine if it's recording what you're doing and you can play through as the other character trying to kill you while you're doing the actions you did in the first camp. Like, they could be doing some really cool stuff with it, but we just don't know, which is kind of frustrating at this point. Now that we have seen so much of this game, I just want to know. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Then after that, we got uh, the definitely the most like Oh, really? Trailer of this whole thing? Which was... uh, Devil May Cry 5 plus Ray Tracing. Yep, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, which... (laughs) They started, and I'm like, holy shit, Devil May Cry 6 already? Hell yeah. No. Um, To be fair, it looks like they're adding a bunch of cool stuff. But it's not a free upgrade if you already own the game on PS4, which is frustrating. And it just... I don't know. It, it's adding, like you said, ray tracing. It's adding Virgil as a playable character. And it looked like it's got new missions or at least new difficulty modes because there was a bunch of enemies on screen and the original version didn't have that much. So it does look like they're doing more stuff to it. But yeah, it's just a little annoying. Um, and then they will be selling the Virgil stuff as DLC if you own the other versions. But... Yeah, that was weird. And then also, it's a digital-only title at launch, so you can't even get a disc of it. Um, oh, that's Capcom, really lame. Yeah, Capcom tweeted out that, that the physical version will be coming at some point in the future. So, okay. you know. I mean, as someone who hasn't played Devil May Cry 5 and doesn't own it yet, I'm okay with that, you know, being able to buy it on the next gen. But, you know, I'll wait for the physical release and then probably just loan it to you so you can play the extra stuff if you don't want to buy it and... You just got to make sure you have a disc 
drive version of the uh, <sighs> uh, just just put disk yep. drives in your consoles. <laughs> That's my yep. main frustration. Yep. Um, we got another Oddworld trailer. Still looks cool. Oh, I'm Nothing so new from for it, Oddworld. but it looks great. Um, it's fun to see what looks to be a 2D platformer, you know, with a triple A budget. Like I, I love seeing that in 2020. Yeah, I mean, the main takeaway from this trailer was we got a little bit of story stuff, but the main thing was like the return of gl- uh, the main Glucken, which I forget his name now. Mullick, Mullick is his name. Um, he was the leader in the first game, the uh, Oddworld's Abe's Odyssey, or New and Tasty, if you want to play the remake. Uh, so he's back, and he's has henchmen still, and is still after Abe, who's trying to rescue the rest of his buddies from the factory that they worked at. Um, we know that this is a reimagining of Abe's Exodus, which was the sequel to the first game. So a lot of that is... Uh, you know, we kind of already know the story, but they're going to be branching it out and expanding it and then adding a lot more detail and cutscenes and all of that. So it's looking very oh. cool. I thought it was a straight remake. So it's more like Final Fantasy VII? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So they're just taking the idea and the concept because uh, Abe's Exodus on the PS1 was basically just, okay, we need a sequel, so let's use some assets from the first game and just do the same engine some similar level design then we'll uh, rush it out because we have to for contract reasons so this is very much taking that story and that idea and then making an entirely new concept around it i gotta play these games they seem like i've only played the first one and the new and tasty so we'll play the rest of them together um this was a weird announcement. At first, I thought it was Silent Hill, and then I thought it was Tokyo Ghostwire, and then it was uh, much more disappointing than any of those. It was Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I honestly Does had that no do idea what was going for on you? there. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, did that do anything for you? I'm not a Five Nights at Freddy's person, so I was just like, okay. I've never played any of them, but I did get into the lore back when it was in its big hype cycle, you know, with the first four games, um, and then a little bit with Sister Location, but I don't know. I was I was mainly just intrigued because there was a horror game with a laser tag arena, and I was like, that's cool, but then I was like, okay, it's Five Nights. Eh, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of secretly a AAA franchise at this point, which is interesting, and maybe yeah, someday I'll get into the... it, but they've always just looked so boring. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because there was, wasn't there like a 3D remake of the first four in like I, Unreal Engine or something? I could not tell you. It looks like it's very similar to that, but I mean, it got top billing at the PlayStation conference, so that means something. Yep. Uh, new Demon Souls trailer, we saw extended gameplay. It looks fantastic. Oh, it looks so amazing. It looks beautiful, which is what I expect from Bluepoint. Of course, they did the Shadow of the Colossus remake a couple years ago, and they've also done, like... They did they, they like ported Titanfall 1 to Xbox 360 and stuff like that. So, like, they're known for this, and it, it just looks great. It looks so good. I have tried the original Demon Souls. Um, a friend loaned it to me several years ago, and it looks like a lot of the stuff we saw from the trailer was actually pretty early game. 
you know, like the latest game stuff was uh, probably like the lava area. I don't think I ever got to that, but like the spider stuff is like second area. And then uh, some of that other stuff is pretty early, but man, the lighting and the like particle effects are stunning. Uh, the guy in the trailer is super overpowered because you could see him just one shot everything and then he died to the boss anyway. I'm like, all right, yeah, that sounds right. It's, it is a Souls game. Yeah, I'm very yep. excited to give this a shot. Cool, that's a launch game. That'll give people a lot a lot to do. Um, drinking some tea. Uh, then we got the most baffling trailer on the whole thing, which was, hey, Fortnite, you know, that thing that's everywhere that will continue to be everywhere, that's going to be on PS5. Ha ha ha, here you go. Yep, at launch. Moving on. Um, yep. <laughs> then we got some... We got a really cool PS Plus thing, which unfortunately seems like it's restricted to PS5 owners, but it seems like a like a whole library of most of Sony's first-party games, plus some. Like Uncharted 4, God of War was in there, Days Gone was in there, uh, it looked like Last of Us Remastered was in there, Batman Arkham Knight was in there. The Ratchet & Clank remake. Yeah, and it looks like that's all coming free for PS Plus owners on PS5. See, that so that's was unsure pretty... to me because the, they didn't ever say that it was free on the trailer, and I was like, "It probably they is free." Said, but... They said it was an ad to PlayStation Plus before it. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean it's free. I that was a little unclear, and it's probably free, like ninety nine percent chance that it's free. But I don't know, man. They could be pulling the rug out on under me. That's true. I think that'd be weird for them to do, but it would yeah, be so I, weird. <laughs> I hope that this is a sneak peek or a start of them making a Game Pass competitor. I don't know if that's what this is, but I hope so, because that would be pretty great for everybody. <laughs> and I mean, it's a killer lineup of games. Like, it is some of the best games of the generation. I know, and some so. of them I was like, oh wow, actually, I've played most of these and these are like the big names on ps4 i mean final fantasy 15 was one of them uh last of us of course and all of that i was like okay yeah this is like hey remember all those great games on ps4 well you could just not get them on ps4 now if you have ps plus yeah um, and a ps5 (laughs) i mean if you're just jumping into the generation at ps5 you've got a lot of cool games to go back to so that's good um And then after this, we got we saw the announcement the... that made me literally scream alone in my home. <laughs> well, after that, we got the all that info about the PlayStation yeah, the Five we that we saw. It. We talked about earlier. Um, the main thing that I saw was the stand. I want to talk about that stand. Why is there a stand <laughs> for when it's laying on its side? Yeah, what? Because it's not flat. Why? Why'd they design it like that? Because they want you to stand it up. I think both this and the Xbox Series X have so many fans in them that they want you to stand up. They want to force you to put it out in the open and stand it up so it doesn't overheat. That's my, like, tinfoil hat theory on this. <laughs> I think that they're like, I guess that's, yo, that's this fine. thing is 90% fans. We need to encourage people to leave this out in the open so it can ventilate. <laughs> that's fine, but, like... I don't know. It was. It's like the Wii. You know, the Wii had a stand for it to stand upright, 
and you could just stand it upright anyway, but because it's a freaking rectangle. But then when you lay it on its side, it's like, okay, that looks cool too. This is like, okay, neither looks like it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I do legit think that's because they want to encourage you not to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true, but it seems like it. It really does because these consoles are massive, both of them. You know, and the series uh, the series S is tiny, but <laughs> it's I don't tiny. know, man. Okay, so the the big announcement, the one more thing the event. I, I was alone in my home and I screamed um, because this I thought was even more unlikely than Final Fantasy. Next God of War. God and of yes, War two. Let's go. It, they announced it with a teaser, which you're like, okay, okay, you're announcing that that'll come out in 2025. Nope, 2021. Yep, I mean it's it's God of Yo, War Yo, what five. the fuck? God of War. Uh, two. PlayStation's about to have what Switch had in 2017. They're gonna have Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War 2. Or Horizon Forbidden West and God of War next year. And possibly Ratchet and Clank. Yep, we're gonna have a Game of the Year competing, you know, Zelda and Mario competing for Game of the Year. Oh, also, probably Zelda will come out next year, too. (laughs) So... Oh yeah, it's going to be a wild year for games next year. I mean, even this launch lineup for November and December was is pretty interesting, but you know, we got all these big things coming up on the horizon and it's not encouraging to buy a console soon. at launch, but it is encouraging to buy one at all. Yeah. God of War 2021. Like I am legit shocked by that. And I get what that'll be 3 years, I guess. If it comes out after March, yeah, and but it's using still, the same sort of gameplay engine. I'm close. Assuming. Yeah, I I'm shocked. I'm I'm excited. God of War is one of my favorite. It might be just one of my favorite games. Period. Actually, the 2018 a, one. Yeah, that is an amazing game. So I, that's that's super exciting. <sighs> that's a lot. That's a lot of information. Yeah, so what's your overall feelings of this entire presentation? This presentation? Great. I thought it was really good. Um, I think some of the information that came out afterwards is a little annoying. Uh, and I'll, you know, we can talk more about that in a minute. But as far as this presentation, it was very hype. I, I enjoyed watching it through. There was no slow moments. Like, I, I was into everything they showed. Um, it didn't feel like it was 45 minutes. It felt like it was 20 so like like as far as the presentation goes, it was it was great, like no filler. It was, it was perfect for me. Yeah, what I, about you? I'm definitely in agreement on that. I think this could have been a smaller announcement of, yep, here's the console and here's the price, like Xbox did, and here's the release date, and they knew that was going to be a big deal. So they're like, okay, we'll save this to the end, and then here's a bunch of other really cool things and reasons to buy it for this price and on that date. So I definitely enjoyed that. Yep. Um, again, this is what weird. I would think a Sony, a, a simplified version of a Sony E3 conference should have been. If E3 could you imagine? Canceled. Cause if they had had that, we would have had all this stuff plus the one from last time. 
Yeah, it would have been massive. Yeah, that would have been like a, a banger. That would have been one to remember forever. Um, but so we got two pretty great ones. So that's good. Uh, one of the things I do want to bring up, which I don't know if you saw this, Horizon Forbidden West and Spider-Man Miles Morales are coming out on PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I um, did not know that, but that's that's cool, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It does it does give me a little bit of pause. It does de-incentivize me a bit because those are kind of the two games I'm really looking forward to in the immediate future, aside from Ratchet and Clank, which does not appear to be coming out on PS4. Um, I don't know if they could. Yeah. I would have said that about Horizon, though. I expect that game to be pretty... I don't know. Because uh, the first game was gorgeous, so I expected them to expand on that, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, and then just the stuff about the game pricing is interesting. Um, that That's not surprising that wasn't there, though. I, I wouldn't expect them to put bad news in their show. Um, yeah, are you going to get a PS5 at launch? We're both going to get launch? one probably eventually. But Ooh, see, that's tough because... I mean, that's more personal finances. At this point, it's like, do I want one at launch or do I want to just wait until 2021 and all the games are, all the big titles are out and I can just, you know, get them a little cheaper. I'm also not like the biggest, like PlayStation is my number two in the big console wars. (laughs) I'm obviously a huge Nintendo fan and then playstations under that so i don't know i'm only like a recent playstation convert anyway like i got my ps4 about last year i want to say so i don't know i think i think it's interesting but i probably am not going to get i'll wait till the second run you know if it sells out this year i'll just wait till they reprint it yeah and i'm in the kind of boat where i'm like i probably shouldn't but if Pre-order prices go live tomorrow, and I get one. Then, eh, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Like it's this whole next-gen race has kind of been a mess. It's weird. It's weird. It's not as exciting as it has been in the past. Even though I feel like there are more games. Like when PS4 launched, I feel like there was nothing for like that first year, but it was still more exciting, which is weird. I, I don't know, man. Um, it could just be that the world is a shit show and it's hard to get excited about things, but you know, the non-cynical point of view, maybe it's just this weird sort of jockeying for power that Xbox and PS and PlayStation has done, you know, trying to undercut each other and holding back their prices. And I don't know, all of that just kind of turned me away for a little bit. So now that it's out there, it's like, okay, now it's a little more, a little more visible, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I I just, uh, the games all looked good, and that's ultimately what matters. A lot of those third-party stuff I'll be able to play on my PC, so it's not that big of a deal, or even on my PS4. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, Anything you want to add? Any last-minute thoughts? Uh, Nope. I think PlayStation has done a good job showing why I should get one over an Xbox. (laughs) And that's oh, yeah. kind of the most important thing that they're going for, so. Yeah. yeah. Fortunate Xbox with the Halo delay. 
Well, I honestly think Xbox doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like they're like, whatever, we're just going to put our games on PC and you can just play them that way. And we don't care if you buy an Xbox. It's like, okay, cool. I'll just buy a PlayStation then. That was definitely a relief when that stuff started happening. I'm like, oh god, I don't have to buy an Xbox. Um, but yeah, okay, awesome. So, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, on Saturday we have our next regularly scheduled Safe Station episode that'll be on Crash 2 Cortex Strikes Back. Uh, it's a great episode. We had a lot of fun doing it. And then two weeks after that we'll have our Crash Warped episode. And then two weeks after that we'll have our Crash 4 episode. And if you missed it, Monday we did a preview of Crash 4. So please go check that out. It's about 20 minutes long. We both liked it. Spoilers, but check it out anyway. And thank you for listening. Yep. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you later.